Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Into the 11 o'clock hour here on a Monday. It is Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwartz with you. Reminder, Andy Reid coming up at noon. The only place you can hear from Andy Reid on a Monday is right here on 610 Sports Radio. So we'll head out to Arrowhead Live. Right at noon to hear from Andy following the win against the Titans. Uh, of course, after the game last night, he mentioned they were pretty healthy coming out of uh, out of that one. Uh, a little nervous at, at first with uh, Watson going down, considering our conversation about depth and losing Rashad Fenton to a trade or whatever. Yeah. Fortunately, at least as of last night, Andy said he just got like some of the pellets or dirt in, in his eyes. So it sounds like they made their way out of that game last night uh, pretty healthy. Overall, we'll get to uh, no shave November, which we all agreed. Your beard's to. coming in nice, by the we way. We all agreed to uh, yours. Um, Wish thoughts. We can say the I same for thought. you, bud. We have some thoughts on your um, on your beard. <laughs> I don't have any thoughts? I told you, it'd be terrible. Um, it's uh, let's it's, just get to this now. Okay. It's terrible. It's not going to be well, good. I I'm going to look like a homeless listen. person. I'm going to look awful. No, 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 wrong, wrong. You don't look homeless. I would say you look like. Oh, he didn't look homeless. Like no. it wouldn't shock no. me if after work. You went out into the parking lot and got into the front seat of a windowless van. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're saying I look like a perv? <laughs> Your words. Your words. <laughs> I feel like that's what you're describing when you say windowless van. I wouldn't van. feel comfortable if you were within a thousand yards of a because school playground. Dude, it's going to take. We're going to have to get photos, I by could the way. Probably can, we take, get, can we take photos? Well, let's wait till it's worse. Like if I like saw we're gonna take photos, like if I saw it's not going to get better in the stands of a youth soccer game, I would maybe oh, alert gosh. authorities. I was at two youth soccer, my own kids, <laughs> but the two this weekend. It's, I don't know if that's what it is. Safe. Is it's he's got like a very light mustache coming yeah, in, but then he's got the goatee coming a little it's heavier. All coming in, it's too thick it's, in the neck. There's not enough on the cheek. <laughs> There's none on the, the mustache cheek. is no good. None on the cheek. The mustache is very thin. <sighs> do you want to just? You want to just? Tap out. Yeah, of, that'd be great. But you actually. have to do a different. You have to do a different November challenge. Yeah, remember you're going to shave your head. <laughs> Which one? Shave well, there's head. other things that people abstain from in the month of November. So would you rather shave but not be able to do other things? No, I'll just keep this. Are you beard. familiar with some of the other things? If I, I if if I assume the one you're referencing, I'd rather just. Keep Which this one do you beard? assume that I'm referencing? Don't know, Nick. It's another no something November, right? No what, Cody? <laughs> I don't remember. It's hard to say. Huh. But I'm gonna go ahead and see. Like Alex and I, beard. Alex and I are retaining our hair follicles. You could just retain <laughs> another. You know the thing I don't like about yours is I have no way to prove that you're actually uh, honoring this bet. That's How? true. No way to prove you're actually honoring this bet. You look exactly the same <laughs> you did a week ago. You could just. There's take, no difference. You could take daily pictures. Daily pictures. 
You can be able Nick, to diagnose not, your beard length based you, on a daily photo. Do you, do you not trust Nick? Just add, have you shaved your beard? Since? No, I don't trust I Nick. Just, I, I, all the time. I, I trimmed up the I trimmed up the neckline. Yeah, the neck is fair. We've talked about it. you can definitely trim up the neck. Cody yeah. doesn't even have enough to do. Like it's the part where it's like he can't even trim up the neck because like if you do there's that, not then enough. there's not enough hair anywhere. It's just yeah. all bad. Anyway, I haven't even so, I haven't even shaved the mustache yet, which is eventually going to start getting real gnarly. Yeah, rather be in your situation than mine. Yeah, because again, I think parents will feel safe if their children are you know, around me. You don't me, have like I, a ton of hair on your cheek. It doesn't go really high well, on your cheek to, either. I mean, to a certain extent, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to clean up some of the cheek. Yeah, bone, like I don't have it like growing beneath my. Island. No, but I think it's definitely like not intentionally tapered. There's definitely oh. less at the top, like where gold goes in all the way thick, same thickness whole way through. Yours doesn't have that quality. He will and has. Are a you taking a you. shot at me, Pervo? <laughs> yep. uh, text line says they want to see what Cody looks like. Please, well, maybe uh, in the end of the week. Maybe yeah. the end of the yeah, week. Of the week. Okay, let me just give you. Oh. I'll give you a good example. If you've ever watched The Office when Dwight Schrute tries to grow out his goatee, it's, it's like, that. like that. Uh, we knew from the beginning this was going to be a problem for oh, me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an update on that going a little bit. But, like, last night, trying to figure out the offense for Kansas City because it took Mahomes doing Mahomes things and doing it with his legs. Yes, he ended up still with over 400 yards passing. The guy threw 68 times last night, which is just ridiculous. Third most pass attempts ever in, in the NFL. Was it just one of those games for this offense, or do you take something that Mike Rabel – has been able to play this Chiefs team tough. Last year, he held them to three points. And that was with Tyreek Hill, by the way. So, like, the whole idea, I saw a little bit of the narratives quickly. Like, oh, you guys were so confident you don't need Tyreek Hill last week or two weeks ago. Now what? Well, the Chiefs had three points against the Titans with Tyreek Hill a year ago. So, it, it in multiple games, scoring under 20 points. So, it has nothing to do with Tyreek Hill or not last night. Was it just an off night for Kansas City? No, it's not. Rabel's got something on the Chiefs. Some of it is probably just pure strategy. I think Vrabel doesn't get the credit for game planning that other coaches do because Vrabel walked into an NFL football game knowing he was incredibly outclassed at quarterback and had the worst team, and he damn near won that thing. And that's how every game against Kansas City goes. Every game against Tennessee in the Andy Reid era, for the most part, has been, we have the better team than you. And we keep losing. I think it's the I think it's that the Titans play a brand of football very few teams still play, and that is to beat you the hell up for sixty or in this case plus minutes. Because look at that the, the Travis Kelsey holding call. Travis Kelsey also helped rip that guy's helmet off, but he was clearly being held long before that penalty was ever called. So, you know, it's going to be offsetting at worst because that's what they did to Kelsey all night. There was a play down in the red zone that they absolutely destroyed McCole Hardman inside of two yards. They just have been better at the line of scrimmage. And I think Vrabel's got an idea of how to make games ugly against Kansas City because how else can you explain that they only scored three points last year against them, only scored 20 in this one. They're not good against the Titans. The Titans have something on them. It's just an old school mentality. I mean, you're highlighting some of it. Their old school mentality it means, yeah, they're going to be a little more physical. They're also maybe going to be a little more physical after the play as well. That that adds to it. And 
they're also, in this case, they're, they're going to control that line of scrimmage. And we saw that with the running game, the lack of running game. I mean, the Chiefs ran the ball six times, and Mahomes was the leading rusher. That, that has happened against Tennessee a couple different times. Of course, that AFC title game as well, remember. It was Mahomes having to get it done himself on the ground from, in the most part, in the, you know, one of the more famous runs in his career that will go down in his career was against Tennessee as well. I just think, you know, for, for the Chiefs, I don't think there's this grander, oh, my gosh, uh, they got to they gotta figure something out because now everybody's going to do what the Titans did. I just, easier said than done. I think it's just one of those games that you're going to have, the same way we talked about Buffalo, right? Buffalo didn't have their best performance as a team, and they got had by the, by the New York Jets yesterday. And the Chiefs did not have their best offensively, to say the least, and they found a way to gut it out. Yes, were they fortunate? that the Chiefs defense stepped up and they were going up against Malik Wilson, not Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, probably so. Maybe the whole game probably. is maybe the whole game is different, but I think we understand uh, Ryan Tannehill wasn't going to go five of 16 for 80 yards. No, but, but so I, I think it was just in, in general, just the, the, the we, we mentioned Nick when him and I were hosting on Friday, like the Titans have to muck this thing up, make it ugly and boring and frustrating. And that, that is what they did. And it almost worked for him. They, he does. Vrabel does as good of a job. I think he does. It's it's maybe not Bill. You know, maybe it's not Bill Belichick level yet, but he does, and it seems like it comes in different ways. He does a really good job of being like, just you. And I know that sounds silly because Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster each had 100 yards, but I mean, it was just on Mahomes to win that game. I know that those guys had good games, but he was like, you do it. You beat me. We're going to assault your receivers. We're going to get pressure on you. We're going to do all these different things, and it's going to have to just be you. Because I mentioned that Ravens game earlier in the show where Lamar Jackson had 550 individual yards, and they lost. That's not supposed to be possible. Last night, Patrick Mahomes had 550 yards by himself. They barely won. Like, to me, Vrabel definitely is good, specifically against Mahomes, but I think against a lot of good quarterbacks, of making games really ugly. That's why, despite the fact they would be a popular and probably should be a popular pick every year to fall off the map. You're like, okay. They don't have enough talent. They're not drafting well enough. Malik Wills can't throw. Every year, we tell ourselves they shouldn't be as good as they are, but they just make games ugly against everyone. I know they got blown up by the Bills earlier this, but like, because that's going to, you're going to run into that when you have a talent deficiency. But this is the way that it goes when you're there. I also think for Tennessee, to credit Mike Vrabel, not only I think we all realize he's, he's one of the better coaches in this league, but He's willing to be boring. And I, and you said, what do yeah. you mean by that? Like he doesn't get arrogant with play calling. He's a defensive minded head coach. Anyway, he played it. You know, he played defense in this league, as we all know, like that, yeah. I think also has set up the way why they're able to play that way. If you had an offensive minded head coach, even with the backup quarterback and all that, there's no way they would be willing to, to play that style. I think a lot of times when you're an offensive coordinator or, or an offensive mind, you think you have to go and and, and impress people every week that you're a genius with your creativity and all this kind of stuff, okay? Sometimes with your personnel, you got to adapt to the personnel you have. And Mike Vrabel probably does that better than anybody in the league. Like, adapting to your personnel, you don't always have the, the flashiness. You don't have A.J. Brown anymore. This game, you didn't have Ryan Tannehill. How are you going to have to win the game? Well, your defense is going to have to put together an all-time type of performance for them, right, and, and, and make this thing ugly. And offensively, you got to hope that you can somehow break a big run from Derrick Henry and just not make the big mistakes on offense, and you can be in the game. And that's what Tennessee did for the most part last night, and that's why 
The Chiefs, <laughs> the, the Chiefs had a fight and claw and, and, and just scrape by to get that thing tied with the two-point conversion and, and end up winning it in overtime. But credit to both coaches. They were both incredibly one-dimensional, but they were like, this is the only yeah. thing that we have a chance to win with, so we're going to do it. Well, that's what, I mean, that the idea, like, Tennessee, what else were they supposed to do differently on offense? Like, that that was the only formula for them. I've given as up, bad, As way. bad as it was. Uh, same for the Chiefs. Because I've given up on the possibility that they're ever going to be good at running the ball this season. It died yesterday. Uh, it was already six dying, rushes. but it officially died. They only ran it six times in the first half. They were somehow even worse at running it in the sec half, second half. They had yet another chance to prove themselves on third and one, and Michael Burton got stuffed, and they barely, and I do mean barely, got a super sweat with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, some of it is I do firmly believe in that you have to at least pretend like you want to do this thing because I think there's some real truth to that. The Bills ran into this problem. The Bills' leading rusher yesterday was Josh Allen, similar to Patrick Mahomes, who had 63 yards on six carries in that game. But the running backs finished with essentially no no gained yardage. Yeah. Every single one of them, five carries for five yards for Pacheco, five carries for or four carries for five yards for Clyde, three carries for four yards for Jarek McKinnon who played way more of the snaps because they got into pass-happy mode. And when they get into pass-happy mode, in comes Jarek McKinnon. And so it was just like the running game, it's it's not going to happen this year. I don't know that it's – I don't think it's just simply the back. I don't think that it's just the running back talent is the issue. I don't think they're great at run scheming because when they have been a good running team at some point, they've been a good running team since Kareem Hunt was around. No, so I'm, I'm, I don't disagree, but – I think this is one of those where it's just it's going to be every couple weeks they'll they'll suddenly have a really strong rushing performance and then most times they're not. I mean, well, they should because they're 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 giving every advantage to be good at it. They're just coming off a 49ers game where in that game also, by the way, Mahomes threw for 423 yards. He's thrown for over 40 yards in two straight games. uh, Mahomes, why is the MVP favorite? Ridiculous, exactly. And but in that game, like Pacheco had 43 yards, Clyde had 32, McCall had 28. Like they ended up what 100, just over 100 yards rushing. in, In that game, so it's not as if. They're not so we, Tampa Bay and LA who just refused to run. Yeah. Well, I mean, right, yeah. And I think, you know, in the, in the way this game was going, where your all line was getting dominated, your best chance still to win that game, of course, in this instance was how crazy it sounds throwing the ball 68 times because what do you want? You want the run? They ran it six times. It felt like they ran it 12 times. That's how like bad it was to where like in the crowd, I don't know. Like, it, they A collective run, groan. Like, and it's uh. like, you would have thought they were trying to run it 20 times. If they ran it six times. It felt like they ran it double that. That's how bad it was. For, for the Chiefs, 68 times normally is nuts to pass the ball, right? It's, a, it's almost a career. It's almost an NFL record. It is a career high. So someone who's texted in and be like, are you ever going to talk about these offensive tackles being beat? But this is part of the problem is when you pass, when you don't even try to pretend to run and your tackles have really struggled because Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley did not have a good day. Once again, they were beat consistently once again. But just so you know, that's really easy for a defensive lineman if you never hand the ball off. We made their job easy. You made Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley's job hard yesterday because of your inability to run the ball. I think what's frustrating about it is there's no, like last night, on third and, even on third and one, they should still be thinking there's a chance for a pass. How are you still not good at running the ball in the second half of that game when you've already thrown it 50? Like if you're going into overtime, you're like, well, we've thrown it 59 times. There is no reason why you should not be getting incredibly favorable looks and opportunities to run the ball. And even they're like, nah, just Mahomes' legs are nothing. And you're like, I don't know that we want that to be the only portion of the run game. And it seems like it comes and goes because there are weeks where they're not a total disaster. But I just think I'm done banking on this being a 
like this getting fixed. Like there's going to be like an awakening in the run game. I think my last hope was that like, all right, they've decided they need to run a little bit more in the early part of the game. They're going to bring in Pacheco. We're going to see this. And I'm never advocating for like way more running because they have Mahomes. But I think the just, ratio was bad last night. Sure. I mean, I think just when there will be another game within the next month, probably where they actually control the line of scrimmage and they're able to run the ball because that's it seems like once a month. We're at a point now about once a month. There's that offensive line performance where you're like, wow. They look like that topo line again, and they're controlling the line of scrimmage, and they can run the ball. I don't know if it's going to be against Jacksonville this week. I'm doubtful that'll be the opponent. But at some point, they will actually look good running the ball again. But it's not anything that they're ever going to be able to do on a consistent basis. And I think your point is fair on the, hey, uh, when you can't run it, that's why Brown and, and Wiley looked rough. In general, the why they can't run the ball is the O line. So they go hand in hand. However, when you're when you're when you're an edge rusher and you know that they're dropping back and gonna pass it sixty-eight times, it makes your job as an edge rusher so, so much easier. And it, it it makes it very difficult for Wiley and Orlando Brown at that point in time. If you know that you can just go and rush the quarterback and don't even have to go to thought that they're gonna hand the ball off. And and that's what happened last night and why Mahomes at times was running for his life. And again, you're just, you know, reminder yet again for the hundredth time uh, why why you got a chance at every single game, no matter the circumstance, because you have Patrick Mahomes and the other team simply doesn't. By the way, it was it was funny the listening to Chris Collinsworth down the stretch, almost like Andrew Wiley was paid him under the table to talk about how well he was playing. I know you guys didn't see it, but he could not stop singing Andrew Wiley's praises, like to the point where he was saying, you know what, this guy's played tremendous tonight. Really? I'm like, okay, a little, little heavy-handed there, Chris. Trash of the day. All right, let's get to the trash of the day. This involves a place that Cody has never been, a place that he's going to have to go to in about two and a half months. i got to go to this terrible beard and then go to the um, strip club. They're going to hate me oh, there. Oh, my gosh. If you got, had, You'll fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, not this particular... Couldn't even be called a beard yet. This particular strip club... Um, is in Colorado. But in general, you haven't been to a strip club. This has to do with a, a Colorado strip club called Shotgun Willies. Okay? Okay. Uh, okay. I'm guessing this is in rural Colorado. In Glendale, Colorado. I don't know how close that is to Denver. You're our, our Colorado expert. You go there one, twice a month, seemingly. Never been to Shotgun Willies. Okay, you haven't. No. <laughs> Next time? It's on the to-do list. Okay. Please let us know. Sounds like they have a $10 cover from 7 to 2 a.m., a $20 cover from 2 a.m. to close. Uh, that was their 2020 January special uh, is what they had had there. But anyway, the reason why we bring this up is because there was a patron who happened to be a lawyer who ended up getting in a fight and ended up getting choked out and, and died. Okay, he was killed, uh, you know, and there's a trial over that. So the Logically, trial, makes trial's sense. going on. It's kind of dark. There's a lawyer representing the strip club. Okay. Fighting. So they're getting ready to go to trial. The lawyer yep. is yep. arguing on behalf yep. of the he's, strip club. He's representing the strip club. Okay. He himself was being a patron at the strip club and got so drunk, uh, they had to help him out to his car. Turns out he never made it out of his car. He died in his car. So the lawyer representing the strip club, who was already being in, you know investigated and everything for accidental death, now had their own lawyer die because of... Could you imagine okay, you know having what? to on go to court thought, to ask for a continuance for that? On second thought, I don't think... You don't want to go to that I'll one? I'll be going to uh, Shotgun Willie's, <laughs> even for show purposes. Oh, by the way, Glendale is a suburb of Denver, so you're pretty close. So, I mean, I just... I The the notion of 
We're being sued for wrongful death that occurred in our strip club, only to have the lawyer who is representing us also die at our strip club. Mm-hmm. How? You can't win that case. That's unwinnable now. No lawyer yeah, can so, win that case. That's impossible. So the family from the initial individual that, that died, they allege that the bartender put their client, their defendant, I guess, in a dangerous uh, chokehold. Um, or the plaintiff, I'm sorry. Then a dangerous chokehold as opposed to a safe chokehold. They're saying $5 million in damages. The defendants countered that the gentleman died because he had an unhealthy heart. Now, I don't, I don't know how they get medical experts and how they all determine all this, but... That's what the initial lawsuit was over. So this thing was getting ready. I mean, I just, I can't even imagine having to go in there and ask for this continuance. Hey, sorry, we need a continuance. What's this trial over again? Remind me the details. Oh, there was a death at our, our strip club. And you're like, okay, so, so why do you need a continuance? Our lawyer died. Where? Oh, man, that's tragic. How did he die? He died at our strip club. You're like, okay, well. It says the, seems like there's some signs the, pointing in a direction of this is not a safe place to be in ever. The, in the article, the last sentence or so says, uh, the deaths of Long which is the guy that died initially and right have landed shotgun willies in the media spotlight about five years after it already drew public ire for displaying a sign that read toxic masculinity. Welcome here. So it sounds like a, just a great place to, to go. <laughs> you, wait a minute. You're telling me uh-huh. a place called shotgun willies uh-huh. has a shady history and perhaps mm-hmm. is in encouraging mm. Dubious behavior. Perhaps. By the way, update on the Baylor basketball game, which we all bet on because why not? Delta Devils. Let's Mississippi cover the Valley 44. State. Currently, the score is 14 to 7, Baylor. Oh, no. I have the over. Not a great start for the over, I'm afraid. That's a great, great pace here. Down seven with eight, eight minutes or so into the game. It's a great pace. Need We're the Bears right. to turn it on. Great pace here. I need a little more scoring here to make me feel like that over might hit. Delta Devils, baby. Just cover the 44 and a half, please. Just do that, and we'll all be very happy. Up next, we'll get right back to the Chiefs with the Chiefs' red half hour, and Patrick Mahomes once again doing it all. To the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mahomes stepping up. He's going to scramble 15. He's at the 10. Cuts back inside the 5. Mahomes rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. A 14-yard scramble for a touchdown. Mahomes kept this drive alive with a 20-yard scramble, and now he gives the Chiefs a chance to maybe tie it on a two-point conversion. Mitch Holtis, of course, on the call, the Chiefs radio network. That was the touchdown to make it 17-15, and then the two-point conversion successful of course have ultimately forced the game to overtime and Mitch mentioned in that call it really was that huge 20 yard run on third and 17, 17 yeah. that got the, the the offense moving in the right direction the best direction it had been in since their opening drive or so of the football game it is the Chiefs red half hour brought to you by Greenway Ford it's a new day a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. We're going to hear from Andy Reid in about 25 minutes or so. The only place you can hear from Andy Reid on a Monday is right here on 610 Sports Radio, your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs. But that touchdown run, the the run on the drive, of course, also the two-point conversion, and then what he was able to do uh, in terms of finding ways to get the ball to Travis Kelsey. They targeted Kelsey, what, 18 times in this game. Not surprising. that, That was Patrick Mahomes doing what he and only he can do in a football game, plain and simple plays that you have no business being able to make plays that if you're a defense, you got to be sick to your stomach. If you're Mike Vrabel, you got to be saying, what the hell do we have to do to slow this guy down? You had a game plan that was very effective to say the least. And yet on a third and 17, he's able to run for 20 yards to keep the drive alive. You saw him do it to you. If you're Mike Vrabel in the AFC title game a couple years ago, and one of the best runs of Mahomes' career where it looked like he was going to go out of bounds. He faked the defender and stayed in and ran for a touchdown. Like he's done it against Tennessee multiple times, but he'll do it against anybody. And that's why you always have a chance. If you're the chiefs, because Patrick Mahomes can make nothing or make, make something out of nothing. He does it. <laughs> I know, I think this is like the third show. You come in here and be like, how does he, like out of nothing? They were trailing again, by the way. Not by double digits this time. But they were down eight. It didn't matter. Patrick Holmes was down at half again. Didn't matter. He's won five straight games when he's been down at half. That's not normal. I think what stood out to me in this game, in particular with him, is this was maybe the most he's ever been asked to do in an individual game since that Tampa Bay Bucks Super Bowl when it was like hey man if you can't win this game all by yourself then it ain't gonna happen and he didn't win it by himself but he was like laying on his side flipping balls hitting guys in the you know like hitting guys between the eyes right right in that moment and I think that when you look at those that's the kind of thing you saw to Mahomes last night but weirdly enough despite the fact he was doing that gold did you at any point last night feel like Mahomes was trying to play hero ball? Like he was trying to win the game on a single throw? Because I didn't. 
They were somewhat patient. That's why they had to throw it 68 times to get 450 yards receiving. They were trying to nickel and dime down the field, and there were so many penalties that they just couldn't overcome it. So many drops. They just couldn't overcome it for a big portion of the game. And then Mahomes, who is inevitable, eventually came around and started making those throws. And instead of dropping it, Kelsey made the one on the back shoulder. And Juju made the one, or MVS made the one, uh, leaning back towards the sideline. And Noah Gray made the catch down the sideline. That that MVS catch was fantastic. I mean, I I know he didn't have a huge game at all, but that that ball was low, and he went down and and grabbed it. That was a huge play for Kansas City. Your point about Mahomes, and we haven't seen it since maybe that Bucs Super Bowl game. I mean, Andy even mentioned it in postgame. I mean, he's like, I'd seen him do that in college. I mean, you really do have to go back to college, and that was a, a college team where they had no defense. This this game last night, the Chiefs' defense, as we've discussed, was fantastic and picked up the offense that was really struggling throughout the game. But that type of performance, that was the kind of stuff he, he did have to do in college, where it's like nobody else doing anything. I just got to go. Do, uh, we're, well, I can't. We can't get. I can't sit back in the pocket and wait for my receivers to get separation to get this third and seventeen. All right, I'm just going to run for my life and fake out a guy or two, think I'm going to cut outside, I'm going to cut back inside, uh, and I'm going to go get 20 yards on this thing. And he was even trying to make it, you know, he, he on that 20-yard on that run in particular, uh, he cut back left, and actually, if he was able, if there was, if he would have got one more block, I can't remember who the receiver was down the field, like, we'd be talking about a, probably a 40-yard run. I mean, he, he was thinking even more, even more than, than that. But that's the kind of stuff he did in, he did in college. I mean, it just, it felt, this one again, because of the desperation in it, it just feels like if I were another team, I would just hate these moments over and over again, over and over. Because there is frustration in the game. Because it's not like he was an unstoppable force the entire game. He's just like, how the hell did you only end up with 20 points? They had two and a half times more first downs. They had more than double the yardage. Their quarterback threw for four, wait, 370 yards more than the guy he was up against. You're like, none of this makes sense. None of these stats should come together. So, like, it, it was still closer than it needed to be. And I think, we, you, you know, if you wanted to, you could cycle this back to the weapons because I don't think that they were doing a great job getting separation for a majority of the game, and that was a problem. And it seems like there's a common denominator when the Chiefs struggle. It's they get punched in the mouth a little bit. The receivers aren't getting separation. Mahomes is asked to do it all. And for any quarterback, that's asking a lot. But if you can just keep it close, and the fourth quarter can kick around, and you make that one third and 17 run even after a penalty, then yeah, you can still win the game. Yeah, the, 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 look, the Chiefs won, but the formula when they lose games, a lot of times it is similar. I mean, you kind of laid it out there of, of when they've struggled getting separation, but usually it involves special teams blunders. I mean, this, this happens for a lot of teams, but when the Chiefs lose, it usually involves them doing it to themselves. Typically. They had a lot of penalties on special right. teams, too. Do it, do, well, and the missed extra point, the missed field goal. I mean, yeah, those things. You know, that, that, that's been the formula over the last couple of years when the Chiefs have lost most of these games uh, of the the handful that they ever lose How the hell in the regular they, season. You know what it is? If Brian Tannehill starts that game last night, they probably lose. They didn't have he wasn't, so it doesn't matter. It was Malik Willis that day, and things are different as a result of that. But Mahomes still had to be superhuman. He still had to do things that other quarterbacks aren't supposed to do. And the running game was probably maybe the most standout thing about that because that's the part I'm gonna miss if he ever gets older. I know we talk about the like. Hey, what are they going to do when Lamar Jackson can't run the way he runs? Mahomes really is only about a half. Like, I hope he never gets significantly slower because he really (laughs) is just barely faster than everyone chasing him all the time. And he continues to make those plays because that that's kind of what killed Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson used to be able to use his legs as part of his game. 
It was an important look. And Mahomes never going to run for like 900 yards. He's not doing that. But the the three or 400 yards a year he runs for, man, they matter because everyone is dropping back in coverage, sending 12 guys back, not blitzing anything. And in those moments, you need his legs to exist. And they did. They did again last night. And he, I mean, on offense. He's the only reason they were able to score 20 points, it felt like. Him and Travis yes. Kelsey. I know Juju's a part of it, but it felt like Mahomes had to make it happen for those guys versus the other way around. One guy on offense we were kind of keeping an eye on, though, heading into the game. We all were curious because of the trade. Like, Okay, how involved would Kadarius Tony be? Would he be in the involved in the punt return game? The answer for that is a flat-out no, at least for one week. It ended up being McCole Hardman's night, and I don't know if it was because the game was close, and they're like, hey, we, we have no margin of error here whatsoever. Skymore was back for the first punt. And that was it. Then it was McCole Hardman the rest of the night. McCole bobbled one. Can't give it about a heart attack on, on one of them. And then it was able because to of get, course. Yeah. But Tony wasn't involved in the punt return game. And then we're like, okay, well, what about on offense? How many snaps is he getting? They've basically clearly had a play all week long designed for him. The first play of the game. Like, we are giving the ball to Kadarius Tony. He got like two yards. I think it was overall two catches, 12 yards, two, one was for two targets. Down. One was for 10. It was actually a pretty significant completion at the time as everything was the way the offense was going. So we'll see how like it increases, but I'm not like offensively. I don't know what his ultimate snap count was. I actually felt like he was on the field. More than, yeah. I thought he was actually on the field more than, than I thought, but we talked about on Friday's show with Nick, like, package for him and if he's open on them they're gonna clearly try to force feed him the ball and on two plays that's exactly what they did one in the one in particular was was clearly always going to him i'm gonna take two days before i bury sky more on this one just to make sure or day right maybe tomorrow because tony all of a sudden now already has a third of the catches sky does and he tried to throw at sky a couple times he went deep to sky a couple times it didn't work, but he at least tried to push the ball downfield specifically to Sky Moore. But, I mean, that's it. If Andy wants to make room for you in the offense, he will. That, that's, that's what this really boils down to. If you wanted to know whether or not there were going to be plays in which Kadarius Tony is involved in this offense, the answer is yes. They targeted him twice. He got both of those catches. They threw the very first pass of the game to him. They had a role for him because it was interesting because I, I, I thought this game should be a blowout. I wasn't sure that it was going to be. I think my official prediction on the it's always game day in Kansas City podcast because I wasn't here on thir- on Friday for our show was 27-21. So I, I thought the Titans would cover. I thought it'd be kind of lower scoring considering a Chiefs game. But I thought that they'd still find a piece for him because the only two guys I was interested in watching if I thought it was going to be or thought there could be a blowout was Tony and McDuffie. We didn't. What, what did we get like an incomplete on McDuffie? Be like, I mean, I guess he didn't let up yeah, any catches because times, yeah. well, the Titans receivers had exactly zero catches for zero yards. So I can't exactly say that McDuffie didn't do his job, but <laughs> they only threw it 16 times. Yeah. I can't tell you everyone did great by that metric. Who the hell got targeted? No one. So we're going to have to wait a whole nother week to find out if Trent McDuffie can be the player that we talked about or I said he could be by the end of the season. But at least with Tony, I feel like oh, they got some things in mind. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Sky Moore and him are two different types of receivers in general. But yes, it's not a it's another not a good sign when um the one pass that it was thrown in his direction immediately after the play for the second time in what two weeks we saw Mahomes kind of motioning toward it as if Sky Moore did something wrong right on the route. You know, he either didn't finish the route or broke in a different direction. Like that's happened. It's a big twice leap, now. man. From when you're only getting two targets, you, you got to make the most of those opportunities. And it sounds like he there, there's still a disconnect there, either lack of understanding, whatever. I, I don't know what it is. 
but yeah, I think for, for Tony, there's a, a role for him going forward, but it's not like it's increased what we said. When, when they traded for him, I think we said they're going to have a certain package or two for him and see if he can't get the ball in space and make something happen. Trip McDuffie's now played in what? Six quarters? Played yeah. in six quarters. He's, he hasn't even let up a reception. That's right. He's He might as well be Sauce Gardner at this it, point. It was, I probably shouldn't because Sauce Gardner has been so very good for them. But, I mean, Trip McDuffie's not being thrown at yet. But the Titans didn't throw at anybody. So, so I don't yeah. I don't feel like it told me anything. Like, I, I do think that when Andy tips his hand, like when he puts Pacheco in to start, just to, like, get him some carries, or he throws the first pass to Tony, he's telling you he has a plan for them. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get him the ball. Because that's what I keep waiting for with Sky. Is there going to be a first play of the game where he gets the ball? Just once. Be like, hey, we're getting Sky involved in this game. They threw the ball 68 times last night, which we discussed. Sky Moore, he threw the ball 68 times. He had over 40 completions, and Sky Moore caught zero. 11 different guys caught a ball last night. 12 different guys were targeted. And one of those catches was not Sky Moore. Yeah, that that part of it is like, uh. I mean, Michael Burton had a catch for crying out loud. By the way, you are officially ahead on the Justin Watson pace rankings again for a a brief time. He did pick up 30-something yards He's on pace for 212. Big game. He had gotten down to like 150, 160. For those that remember, we have a a preseason bet between Cody and I. Justin Watson, will you have basically 200 yards, right? Will you have 200 yards in the season or not? And uh, yeah, as you're saying, it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the wire. If we were judging offenses based solely off the production they get from their second string tight ends and their fifth string wide receivers, <laughs> the Chiefs are first by a mile. It's I haven't I haven't crunched the numbers, anybody. but I'm confident that the Chiefs would still maintain the top spot. How many? Like I haven't looked at it yet. How many guys do we think have more receiving yards on the Chiefs right now than Sky Moore? I'll guess it's seven, without um, even looking. I'll guess it's how many offensive players have more receiving yards. Yes. On the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so there's the obvious four or five right off the bat. Kelsey Juju. I'm going to say it's because Watson's ahead of him. Uh, does what's Fortson at yardage wise? Not enough. enough. Not enough. Yeah, but is got, Noah great yeah, off yeah. that one player ahead of yes, him? Yes. Yes. Uh, how just, many of the running backs? Clyde's ahead of him. McKinnon has to be. I don't know if Pacheco I'm gonna say is. It's, I have it now. Okay, I'm going to say it's eight or nine. Uh, the guys who currently have more receiving yards than Sky Moore are Travis, Juju, MVS, McColl, Jarek McKinnon, Clyde, Noah Gray, and Justin Watson. It's eight. Yeah. So coming in at a close ninth place. Actually, he's in a really strong ninth, though. No one's going to catch him below him. The next closest guy after his That's 100. something. Oh, Jody Fortson at 19. He is Got fending off 10th place. Crushed. Admirably. Yeah, Tony will be there pretty quick. Justin Watson only has him by a yard, too. So, I mean, he could catch him at any any moment. But you know what? He's been spending so much of his mental energy on special teams that I think he's about to turn the corner. That part is done, too. He's not doing that anymore. Well, that's what you said last week. He, he returned one punt. Okay. Singular. He's still doing it. Yeah, that's true, I guess. No, last week I said I'd like him to stop doing it. Um, I'm already ready I mean, like to. I'm, I'm ready to proclaim that the year will be 2025, and Sky Moore will still be back there returning punts. I don't the think. I don't think it's worth writing. Despite I never really having don't. one good punt return. Weirdly enough, I wouldn't just write off Sky Moore. No, yet. I think that you know my. Opinion I think on that that, that would be crazy. really silly. Eight games into yes, his career, it would be. This is the most concerned I've been about Sky Moore at any point in his career to this point, because yeah. there's something about a 68 pass attempt game that doesn't get you the ball that makes me ask questions, like why. 
How are you not involved at that level? But I don't know. One way or another, they continue to. I mean, they obviously plenty of other people got yardage in that game. Let's say. I mean, just wasn't his Travis, game. 17 targets. Juju, 12 targets. McColl had a nice game. Nine targets. Like When you're not scoring an offense, yeah. you just start throwing it to the guys you're comfortable with. That's mm-hmm. what happened in that game last night. By the way, you'd mentioned the special teams errors, and you'd mentioned Sky Moore. I thought when Bucker came back that we could stop worrying about kicks. Is that not, is that not how this is going to go? No, it's never easy, man. You know? What do you mean? He missed another extra point and a field goal. No, so it's never easy as far as, like, you're, you're correct that it's, it is going to be stressful. So I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I thought it's he just, was one of the better ones. I, well, he, he is. <laughs> he is. Uh, he still is. Um, but, yeah, obviously Good frustrating. No, he's still, he's still one of the better ones. But, yes, that was something that was unnerving for a lot of Chiefs fans to see. And if it happens another like next week as well, then it's going to be really nerve-wracking for everybody. Well, I don't want to we go back through, this, through the he we can't make extra this, points. Like, we went through that last year. Because he's that's the first extra point he's missed. And he was injured, so it feels hard for me to say, hey, why don't you make all your kicks? But only being 5 of 8 for Butker, that's weird. Yeah, coming up in 12 minutes, we're going to head out to Arrowhead. I do want to get to just some more breaking news in the NFL before we do Again? that. It's pretty bizarre. So we mentioned that Frank Wright fired by the Annapolis Colts this morning. The Colts are naming their former Pro Bowl center, current ESPN analyst, Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach. <laughs> so, Wait, he doesn't coach for them? No, 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 no. So now he does he, NFL Live. He, he's a. Cons- what the hell is happening? Has, what is Ursay doing? So he has been a consultant for the team. He was a head coach for some Christian academy in Georgia, but now he's the interim head coach because they already fired the OC last week. Now they fired the head coach, and and so now Jeff Saturday, who I assume Jim Ursay probably loves, um, is going to be the interim head coach for the final X amount of games. That's bizarre. So the guy goes from not even being on the NFL staff. I understand he coached the academy, but to now being an interim head coach in the NFL, might as well just have. John Gruden did get hired after calling football games for ESPN. But he got hired in an offseason. Has an interim coach ever come from the street? Nick, Nick, that's not the same thing. John Gruden was a coach and then a broadcaster and then a coach The genesis of the hiring is the same thing. No, 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 no. Someone sounds impressive talking about football on TV and they say, let's give him a bunch of money. That's just false. You're acting as if John Gruden got his first NFL head coaching job after being in a broadcast booth. That's not true. He was the Raiders coach. It happens all Before, the time with guys the who call games. But yeah, but he, he, yeah. But in the middle, I don't. I'm. I'm. I, again, I'm not like a football historian, but I am. There is no <laughs> way that an interim coach has ever just come off the street versus that's just been saying. on the that's staff. What, that's all I'm I believe in, in Jeff Saturday. In the middle of the season, that's this all I'm is saying. Yeah. I believe in him. He'll be a great. It's coach. not a former. It's like it's not like he used to coach in the NFL, and we're like, oh, he has some experience to stabilize the ship. He's an ESPN analyst that coached high school football. Look, you can complain. Lost a lot of weight when he started doing TV work. He did. That shows discipline. You could could make fun of, like, the – you can say, like, oh, people overhype Frank Reich. He managed to have a winning record in Indianapolis, and he had, like, seven different quarterbacks. And one. Okay. He actually had a winning record somehow. All right, let me – here's a counterpoint. Coaching the NFL is easy. They make it seem like it's hard so that, uh, you know, retread hires continue to happen so that guys like – 
uh, Riverboat yeah. Ron and Josh McDaniels get second chances because they're like, well, nobody can do this. Frank anybody Frank, can yeah, do just it. Get, anybody get, can do it. Even a, even a guy Colts, like Jeff Saturday. The Colts should just bring in Oliver Luck to be a consultant the rest of the year. They should just go ahead and, and bring in Condoleezza Rice to join the coaching staff. Just go ahead and bring, in, bring in Pat McAfee. We need more just inclusivity. Bring, bring in Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Edger and James. Just bring everybody back. Okay, that would actually get fans. If that was the actual coaching staff, I feel like they would sell out the next <laughs> this, game. This, I mean, this is like Condoleezza Rice, Peyton Manning, and Edger and James. This incredible. Would, this would be like 25 years from now. The Chiefs are in tough way. You know, Mahomes retired. They've been running through quarterbacks. Coaches can't figure it out. They just fired their coach. And they hire Creed Humphrey to be the interim coach in the middle of the season. Yeah. I, even I, though I, he's doing analyst work. Uh, 913-586-7610. I, I see on the text line someone says, hey, they pulled a Royals with George Brett. George Brett wasn't the interim manager. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. I'm not the interim manager. <laughs> they didn't bring in Saturday to be a consultant. He's, he's already also been so a technically consultant. working for the team at the time. I mean, that's just, yeah. That's unbelievable. You guys are haters. I just can't think. I mean, sorry. This is ridiculous. You know what it is? Honestly, if this, if Okay, uh, get the reckless speculation. I actually oh, figured it out. Makes oh. sense. Sorry, we had all this time, couldn't figure it out, figured it out. They hired Jeff Saturday because this is the worst kind of move you could make. You want zero huh? continuity. Huh? You want it to make zero sense huh? so that you can get Bryce Young. You, they need to lose. They know they need to lose, so they made a bad uh, hire intentionally. I, I don't think they're tanking for a 5'10", 180-pound quarterback, Fine. Cody. C.J. Stroud, doesn't matter. Whichever <laughs> I guy don't they think like. they're tanking for him either. Whichever guy they like, Nick. Will Anderson. Will Anderson, fine. Whichever player they want, they know they can't keep winning games. That's a bad idea. They stink, and they need to be worse. Yeah, their bigger they problem is... They need to be worse at winning the, football the, games. Hiring a guy who's not even on your staff the, will do it. Their bigger problem than Chris Ballard and not evaluating quarterbacks is... That owner, of course, Jim said not going anywhere. He owns the team. Um, he thinks that it's that easy to figure out the head coaching spot that he's failed to figure out in the last hire that he's willing to go and just bring in Jeff Saturday from NFL Certainly Live. thinking outside of the box. I mean, we've talked for years how Lewis Riddick should be a GM in this league. He has pro personnel experience on an NFL team. That makes sense, right? I mean, Jeff sense. Saturday did play for an NFL team. I, He's got I, that I, did, I, I understand, but really? Okay. What if Jeff Saturday and the Colts win a couple games in a row? Do you think that was a weird? Why would you want the head coaching job if you're Jeff Saturday anyway? Do you think it was a weird meeting with his boss at ESPN? Because there's no way his boss at ESPN saw it coming. He's like, Hey man, sorry. Uh, I can't do NFL live right now. You'd be like, I got an offer. Well, yeah, he to work. And he's it. like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm going to go be the head coach of the culture. Like you're what? No, you're not. He's like, no, I'm dead serious. I'm going to, I'm going to accept the interim head coaching job with the Colts. And you're like, okay. He said, I'll make sure you text Adam Schefter, by the way, the scoop. Thank you. Make sure you, you give Adam Schefter the scoop on your hiring. Actually, smart. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's, that's a company man. That's a good point. Nick. Honestly, Jeff Saturday, company man. He gave, he gave the scoop to Adam Schefter, his coworker. Stands up for the guys he works with. If I would have told you this morning, not only are the Colts going to, but somehow that Jeff Saturday would be a head coach in the league for the rest of the season. What on earth are you talking about? What do you mean, Jeff? What Saturday? odds would you have given me on that? <laughs> Pretty good. Wouldn't man. even be. A, wouldn't even, his name wouldn't even <laughs> be on the board. If I would have walked his in name, on it, Friday no. and said, "Hey, by Monday morning, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Saturday, Saturday will be an NFL head coach," what odds would you have given me? Ten thousand to one. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. If, if we would, if you would, Nick would have told like me, Kevin from the office. If, if, if anyone you, gives you ten thousand to one, you have to take it. If you would have told me Frank Wright was fired, and you said, "Give me a list of the possible interim coach candidates," how? I mean, how many people we have to ask till we ever even got close to Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach? 
that's why it's crazy I wouldn't as well. Him. And as multiple people I named Peyton Manning first. And as multiple people pointed out, the Colts play the Raiders, I think, on Sunday. Um, Jeff Saturday still might be the better head coach, though. Oh, the, he is. On, Absolutely. On 100%. Than, than Josh McDaniels. Don't even need to see that's, Saturday coach. That's a possibility. Possible. He uh, should hire Peyton Manning as his quarterback's coach. I, I mean, well, that would actually make sense. That actually, as a QB coach, would make plenty of sense. Up next, though, we're heading out to Arrowhead uh, to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, the only place you can hear from a head coach right here on a Monday, 610 Sports Radio. This is Cody and Gold. Alex, you and I both get to guess what type of cereal Cody ate. See, he's got, he's got kids, so this could be... Okay, but you're not eating Fruity Pebbles, are you? He might be. God, I was going to guess Fiber One. Fiber One? Raisin Bran. How old do you think I am? Raisin Bran. You know how old I think you are. Go to hell. Brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.